sound does corn make? It's close. Yeah. Not as close. I like Dave's rendition well, better. I feel like corn, I mean, tell, well, me, tell me I'm not the only one that knows the sound of a dying giraffe in the movie, in the South Park movie. Corn on the, corn on the cob makes like a well, when, you, when, you, when you use it as a marital aid, yes. Yes, it does. Corn, that's the sound the corn on the cob makes. So, topic for another... With butter. Another future episode. I've regained my love for South Park after their season premiere. That oh, came yeah, out. with China? What a great episode. Their but statement to China we will not digress. Awesome. We will use that. We will use that next week. <laughs> we're going to bring up this topic, and we're not going to talk about <laughs> yeah, it till next week. We Take ca- that, listeners. We call that a tease. Ha! We just... Just the tip you of that conversation. X, you don't know tease. Today's main what? event is corn. Woo! Buttered, boiled, grilled, however you want it. In liquid form. The liquid corn is great. Corn the, wine. The un- unbelievable and now generational band that is corn. The band that should have won the greatest new metal band in the world <laughs> challenge. Sorry, Corey Taylor. It should have been corn. I feel like well, I feel like we knocked corn out like early. Yeah, yes, because you put them up against Slipknot. I don't I don't feel like that was the case. Okay. I'll, I'll check the notes, but Uh-oh. I I just remember like hearing the the votes for corn and it's like, "Oh. Okay. It was just I let's I, just, I did, let's I, just move on with our lives. I didn't like the total list from it's That's okay. why we go to the top10s.com. That's we, what I'm saying, they, man. They, I think they decide I'm what biased. our lists are. That way we can't make said lists. I, okay, maybe You knew the rules when we were walking in. We also voted Slipknot. Yeah, but I didn't know that the head-to-heads would be in After the order that, that the Corey head-to-heads pointed were. out that they're not a new metal band, so that's fine. Woo. Yeah, so fuck us. Heavy yeah, metal over six-pack podcast. So Linkin Park um, wins. Fuck Faith No More. Yeah, great. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Too soon? All right. That's said it. Whatever. Uh, but anyway, we are going to... Uh, so today, we want to um, we want to discuss corn. We want to actually like, talk some stories of corn. We want to... Um, and then we will do a panel-wide Smash Banana review... Of the new album. Of the new album, The Nothing. I think. Dave just like jerked like really hard like up in, in an upright that position. That was that was me. Okay, yeah, that was definitely Anthony. I was nodding my head. If I was jerking oh, yeah. anything, you definitely know about it. I and mean, so, something something's been, <laughs> something's been poking me in my right side this whole time, but like I wasn't. Yeah, well, I'm on the left of you, so that doesn't make sense. Anthony, sorry. <laughs> I got I got range. No mass, all range. Get it? Uh, no. It's like a Twizzler. Sorry. 
couple quick background things, like in uh, just if you go back to like the like a corn wiki, Wikipedia like kind of style. Cornopedia. Corn. Corn was formed in 1993. Yeah. Jeez, can you imagine? 1993. Didn't Jonathan Davis like quit being like a neurosurgeon or something so like do that? You, actually, do you, that makes me my first one. Do you know what his his first kind of job was at 16? Um, wasn't he? He was a mortician, right? He worked at the local coroner's office. Yes. So uh, his mom and dad both thought that he was a problem child or something, that he wanted to cut up dead bodies. <laughs> cadavers. Let's call them cadavers. Yeah. Because he, he attended the San Francisco School of Mort- Mortuary Science. Mortuary Science. Today, yep. San Francisco smells like poop. Great. And continued working with the dead until he joined the band. <laughs> ah, I think he continued working with the He's band. always wanted to play music, though, so it's, it's fine. Perfect. The other really impressive thing that I like to throw out there is in 1993, this was originally formed, founding, founding members... James Monkey Schaefer. Monkey. Rhythm M-U-N-K-Y. guitar. Reginald Fieldy, Fieldy. Arvizu. Yep. Bass. Brian Head, Head Welch, Welch. Yes. Lead guitar. And Jonathan, Jonathan Davis. Davis. Now they've gone through drummers, obviously. Right. <laughs> That's always the case. Drummers suck. However, I hate drummers. They're the worst. The fact that, and you know what? We all, we all know. I, or most people know the story, like how Monkey and Head, like, like they had like their hiatuses, like from the band, like special when they went through like the the very digital, like very pr- produced mm-hmm. version of like Corn kind of a thing. But the fact that like now, right now, four of the five founding members of the band are like still there and making an album twenty six years later. Hell mm-hmm. yes. Like that. That's that's toast worthy. No, I agree. Like we get it. Yep. Here, yes. here. Here's the corn and the founding members. Ding, ding. We ding. salute you. Had to ding with cans. I remember getting excited because like um, I dinged my can. Second, uh, second hand smoke was in here, and like they've been along for how Art long? School. Second hand uh, smoke was. I forget the number. It was like eight, nine, something like that. Like like a huge number, and like that number of people, like all together, like that same amount. Long time ago, Dave. You weren't. Yeah, here. sorry, I was you not a member. Dead. It's too bad. Ah. That, was a, that was a good night. We had we had we had people all over the place That's playing crazy music. <laughs> Why is your guy sleeping on the toilet? So, I think what would be like an, appro- an appropriate um, discussion would be to actually talk about like our first like corn experiences and like we can roundtable this and whoever wants to start or I can start. So my first experience started with corn on the grill, and I was a fan. Mm-hmm. And then I tried boiled corn. You gotta be a dick right no- now. Oh, sorry. You gotta smoke it. Is what you gotta do. So actually, my first experience with uh, corn, the band. Hello, people. We're not talking about food here. We're talking about the actual band. Well, uh, I'm out. My first experience with corn, the band, was the song "Got the Life." Believe it or not, and immediately after that was falling away from me. That was my first ever corn experience. I know they got, uh, it was like two years after the Family Values tour mm-hmm. that they did. Mm-hmm. They did that really good Family Values tour where they like, you know, they played everything and they killed it. Um, but Got the Life was the first one for me because they're like in the Corvette. Yep. And they like wrecked it, driving crazy and whatever. And then, 
And I don't know why, but the actual video for Falling Away From Me has always stood out to me. Aside from this, that song is awesome. Uh, but then the, the video on top of it was just very... Um, hmm. I think for the time, like the, the, the time in which that video was released, it spoke to a lot of people. That video, uh, it got a crazy amount of hits and whatever. Um, that was just one of those things that... That's just always stood out to me about Korn. Um, I think that Twisted Transistor and a... I'm trying to think of... Uh, oh, Coming Undone. There was a whole bunch of songs that were like great for like pump-up songs, you know? Where I'd like... I mean, I'd... Get yeah, pumped up? Especially in high school. Like, you know, you, I, I played football and I was like on the wrestling team, whatever. Like, that's the stuff I would listen to. I would listen to Twisted Transistor and, you know, like Seether's Remedy and all this other stuff coming mm -hmm. up, so... Korn had a, not like a direct influence on me, but they were always one of those bands that was like, hey, like, I can go to them to get get amped up, or I can I can see this side of their music that, like, speaks to a certain part of my life that I can relate to. So Korn was always pretty high up on my list. I'd say they were, like, number four all time for me. And my, my first, I, like I said before, my first experience was uh, Got the Life, and then... Um, Falling away from me. Falling away from me was had the most impact on me, but coming undone was my first experience with them. I think that uh, they do a great job. I think that they have some uh, very very unique uh, riffs as well as vocals. And at a time where you know Lincoln Park and Papa Roach and all these other kind of metal bands were coming out, I think that they were definitely able to set themselves apart from everybody else, which I've always respected about them. Um, I think that Jonathan Davis kind of pushes his vocals more than most people do because he's he's unique in his own way, but he kind of proves that he can do what everybody else does, but he throws his own spin on it, and that's what I've always respected about him. Aside from that, I've always respected his personality. Anytime you see interviews with him, he's very humble. He's very straightforward. Uh, one of my favorite the quotes. a big gamer, too. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes ever from Jonathan Davis is uh, where he said, you know, you guys laugh at me because I'm different, and I laugh at all of you because you're all the same. That's awesome. I like that. I, I always salute Jonathan Davis for that specific quote. Um, I love his music. I understand he has a lot of pain in his life, a lot of shortcomings, and a lot of things that have happened to him that he can't control. But the fact that he's channeled that all into music, he has my utmost respect. He is a top five band for me, no matter what. Corn is always going to be up there. That was Beautiful. my first experience with corn. Not the vegetable. <laughs> Don't eat your vegetables, kids. So the bad for you. It's they, a trap. They make you poop weird. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that was a bad time to say that. I apologize. <laughs> Breathe. Oh, I don't God. know the Heimlich, but I can punch you in the throat. Oh, Lord. Please don't. So my first experience with the band. My first period. Sorry. Was <laughs> last week. Um, <laughs> Never heard of them. <laughs> Yeah, you will. Just wait. Uh, so my brother used to work at a gas station and on the night shift. It was a 24-hour gas station. So uh, sometimes I would go and just hang out with him because it was just him, and you'd probably get like four people a night, if that. <laughs> so we had this tiny CD player in the corner, and the first album that he actually gave me, and it was his at the time while we were playing it, was uh, Follow the Leader. There you go. So... Um, 
I mean, obviously, freaking the leash was like the main one that popped out. It was on the radio, the whole nine yards. He does a cover with uh, Amy Lee, which is pretty impressive. Right. It's an yep. acoustic one, which is actually pretty interesting. Yep. Um, so after this album, like I learned about On the Family too, which is pretty cool. As much as Fred Durst can, you know, go eat yeah. weird Cheerios. Haywire. But like the idea of the song like that was cool that they that they implemented both styles in the same song in almost like a rap battle kind of deal back and forth, which is pretty cool. Uh so after that, being as young as I was at the time, I didn't really take it in until I played a game called uh, Mech Assault on Xbox, the original one, where the song "Right Now" was actually right on now. was actually on the along with Papa Roach's um, "God Getting Away with Murder." Thank you. Yes, <clears throat> thank you. You're welcome. Um, so. And they had the bust-up version, which, and obviously the real one is, I'm going to fuck you up, which, you know, it's whatever. So, getting into that, I acquired the Fall of the Leader album, and I actually bought The Untouchables at the same time. Which, again, fantastic album both ways. And pretty much, that was kind of where I got from Korn on. Um, I know ATV, Offered Fury 3, I believe, had, I want to say the song... Here to Stay, I believe, if I'm correct, because it was off the Untouchables album. Um, but I remember the weirdest thing, the Follow the Leader album, uh, it's not on an actual like digital copy, but if you have the actual album, the first, I want to say, hmm, 12 songs, 13 songs, is just dead silence. Like, it's literally just dead silence. Like, you listen through and you're like... Yeah, if you had the actual copy of the disc, like, you had to, like, skip the, like, track 14. Yeah, and and then it starts with the song, yeah. It was, like, six, seven seconds of, like, silence for for the first... It was very strange. I was like, huh. I used to know the reason for that, and I'm not going to pretend that I do right now. Like, it was, like... It was neat. It was interesting. It was moment of silent-ish. Yeah, yeah. But I can't. They tell had a it. name um, for it on the actual uh, album. I don't remember what it was. I can't tell the story because I don't know it, so I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. After that, I, again, so that's that's technically my first experience with corn, and I pretty much have been a fan since. That bass, though, man, the bass is what what got me. That that sound that he makes with whatever power cord, you know, telephone line cables he uses. It's it's what makes corn corn, in my mind. Yeah, that and the kilt. <laughs> the man dress. So I'm doing the I'm doing the math in my head. 1994, 1994. I was 11 years old. Was that 25 years of corn? I was on a field trip. My uh, my best friend at the time, Mr. Uh, Matthew Falcone. Still an awesome dude. What's up, Matt? If you're listening. Or if you've ever listened. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> if you're still alive, what's up? Oh, he's still alive. Oh, right. oh he's living a life, man. Like, believe me. He's not doing this uh, radio for free shit like we are. Ah, one of those expensive pay-to-play radios. Yeah, he's like rooftop parties and shit like that. We're on a field trip on um, at our school. And uh, we go to Boston. We go to Fanuel Hall. You know, the aquarium, Faneuil Hall. Like, we just get unleashed, like, in Faneuil Hall. Now, back then, record stores were huge. I believe it was the Tower Records that I went into at Faneuil Hall. My buddy Matt's like, dude, 
you got spending cash from your folks? I'm like, yeah, I got some spending cash from my folks. My folks hooked me up. I got like 40 bucks. Fully loaded. Like back then, that's big money. <laughs> that's big money, man. Huge. Especially when you're 11. <laughs> yeah. You're like, dude, right. I'm on top of the world right now. We're that's going big out, for me now. We're so going on for fucking lobster and steamers. Yeah, right. After like, we do this. So we go in this Tower Records. He's like, you're going to buy two CDs today. I said, okay, Matt. It's like, you're going to buy this band called Corn. Okay. Yes, sir. Y'all said you're going to buy Limbiscuit $3 bill, y'all. He said, you're going to thank me later. So I bought both of those CDs. I brought them on the way home. I had my Walkman. Do you remember the album that you bought for Corn? It would be the self-titled debut album. So the first, of first one. 1994. Just came out, like, literally th- three weeks ago at this point. That's what I'm going to say about the Korn self-titled debut album. Probably the most iconic opening of any metal song ever. Blind, yeah. The original Are You Ready. And the original Go F Yourself right now because I'm about to kick you in the balls. Pretty much. Like, there's nothing more iconic in the, in the world, in my honest opinion... Then the corn, are you ready? I agree. Get like going into blind. There may, may, there may, in my opinion, not be a more recognizable tune than the. Yep. Like you just know your shit's about to be like up the ass. Mm-hmm. Like right now, like put down your drink, hide the women, hide the children. <laughs> shit's about to go down. Like that's that's what that like that opening actually like says to me like kind of a thing. So on top of this, my second concert in my life, I was just telling these guys off the air. I've, I've been very, I was very blessed like early on, and maybe set maybe too high of a bar for myself like early on. My first concert ever, we already talked about it. Static X, Dope, Fear Factory, Worcester Palladium, Wisconsin Death Strip just came out. My second concert ever was corn stained DCU center right across the street living those lighters <laughs> not yet the, not the, yet we not weren't yet, not, not yet. yet we weren't same bands different the part that blo- the, the part that the thing I love about corn corn is unique in a way that will never be recreated I agree um, you take Jonathan Davis and you kind of take like the feel of the album. Now, if you go subject matter, like I mean, you're gonna you're gonna spin yourself into like a mental like mind mind world, like in most cases. But they're one of those bands. Like you know what? If you want like a Halloween theme album, like go look up like some corn, man. You want like some c- cool bassy riffs? Go my, look up some. Mind corn. you, they do my favorite cover. Of, this is Halloween, yeah, man. No, it's um, Kidnapping Santa Claus. Oh. They do that cover, and it is the best cover of that song I've ever heard in my entire life. Since we are technically in the Halloween spirit. There will um, there will never, ever, ever in the world be anything like, like corn. No. And the fact that 26 years later, 
you're, we're still talking about this band and like we're about we're gonna like in a little bit just do the do their uh, newest album reviews the fact that we're still talking about this band like how many bands can you say touched like generations it's true like if you started listening to corn right now you could technically have a grandchild like in the beginning you could technically have a grandchild quote if you know the timeline yeah like, match you, up, like perfectly live in that you could have state. grandchildren mm-hmm. actually listening to this shit like True. right now but in worst case like like fathers sons and like whatnot like these guys are generational absolutely generational and they have an- they've they've been anthemic they've been you can put them on like movie soundtracks their collabs are awesome i don't talk a whole lot of, i don't talk a whole lot of corn in this podcast i really don't no i don't know why I don't because I'm a diehard. Like I love corn. I agree. Like I I absolutely love corn. Now I I lost them, and it was probably right around when when when. Their untitled uh, Bro- one. I Brian Welch's Brian Welch's monkey or head. Brian Welch's head. head. Brian Welch's head. Brian, Brian Welch's head. head. When yeah. it, when head left, there was there was two albums in between there. See you on the other side. You know, yeah, it it got like really like overproduced. I think that's when they did the thing with Skillrix. The, the one with Skillrix. Which Chris. I actually like the song with Skillrix. Like that's a cool. That's a that's an awesome track. Awesome, awesome track. But when it when head came back, when head's like, dude, I got my shit together. Let's like write some more shit, like. I didn't hear a whole lot about it, but like the Serenity of Suffering that came out in 2015, 2016, like somewhere in that ballpark, that album was great. Like it was so good. 2016, running in vain. And and then now we have the nothing, which, like I said, we'll talk about that very shortly. But I I love corn. There's something very unique. Like you cannot replicate fieldy you cannot replicate jonathan davis you cannot replicate um monkey and head together like when those two are together it's like it's like just something like out of this world man it's not it's not necessarily def- like overly complicated but it fucking works and oh, yeah. fits Agreed. and like i'm so excited about corn so happy i remember and they make coffee the coolest thing that I saw was Corn uh, was I don't remember what flight it was on, but they put they technically played on like an airplane. They set up you know the drums, the guitar, with the little amplifier, and Jonathan Davis actually sang through the like speaker system of the plane, and they played like three songs. I thought that's pretty cool. The other say, the other thing I will actually say about these guys is you'll you will never experience a live experience like these guys put on. It is a classic metal show because mm-hmm. like it will have it will have the hi-fi like volumes where it needs to be. They'll have the stage performance where it needs to be. Their production is where it needs to be. Like these guys, like it is worth it is completely worth the price of admission. Like see these guys live. Um, I saw a, a ca- like whatever number concert count this was, but like this was obviously aside from the uh, the second time I saw them. It was when um, it was I believe issues issues mm-hmm. was the one that had fallen away from me. Yeah, 
Yes, that's yeah, right. It was uh... falling away from me. They had the four different albums yeah. that you could yep. you could collect, like kind of a deal. So, I remember be, I remember being there for like after like issues like was released. Big red curtain on the stage. I forget who opened that show, <clears throat> but regardless, not to not to digress like too far. Uh, the curtain puller. He probably opened the show. Opening Good. acts came up. And, like, this big, this big red curtain, like, came up. Before they even started, like, moving equipment, this big, big red curtain came up. So, like, you're, like, you know, you're, like, sitting there, like, oh. Usually I can see the uh, the transition of these bands. And, like, you know, you can see the, like, if you're at the Palladium, they'll, they'll raise the banner yeah, yeah. of the headliner. Everyone goes, ah! Right. Oh, my God, they are coming! And that's exactly what they do. Yeah. Coming. Something like that. That's what I do. <laughs> it's similar. You do what you do. I do what I do. I mean, but you got this big red curtain that just goes up there for like 25 minutes. And then, you know, they do like the traditional, like they'll kill the lights like out there and everyone like starts going. And I just remember like falling away from me. Intro. Like the do, 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 do. It's like, oh, stop it right now. Like what a epic opener to like go with because like it's got the like like it's got everything to it and then that big red fucking curtain just drops and there's just like five dudes just like like losing their minds like on the other side and then like you're losing your mind you don't even know where you are don't remember where i put my car (laughs) fuck shoes (laughs) i'm sick of it I really love this band. I really love Corn, and I actually I blame myself for not talking about Corn enough on Heavy Metal over a Six Pack podcast. But that's why we have today's episode so we can talk about Corn. I tried to play Xbox Live with Corn. They had they used to have these giveaway things or, or like things you could like go for where bands would actually play like Xbox Live with you. Corn actually happened to be one of them. I was not lucky enough. I actually got to play with Coheed and Cambria, ah. which was interesting, but. Thought that was kind of a interesting side note. On top of uh, we we kind of want to discuss like some fun facts. Ooh. Uh, I brought up the head <laughs> thing actually in uh, a few episodes ago that you know the fact that he's covered in tattoos, picking up his daughter from school, which seems to uh, raise some eyebrows. Uh, did you know that the band actually sued a school? After a student wearing a corn shirt was dis- suspended. What? And the band sued, sued yeah. the school? Good for them. Yeah. Uh, 1998. 18-year-old Zealand uh, high school student Eric Van Hoven was suspended for wearing a corn shirt to the Michigan school. What's the, ba- what's the basis for the lawsuit? <laughs> uh, right. Well, the shirt was indecent, vulgar, obscene, and intends to be insulting. It's a fucking vegetable. It's no different than a person wearing a middle finger on their shirt. In response, Corn sued, filing a case and desist, sorry, a cease and desist order against Plues and her school district, claiming she made deformatory comments about Corn and infringed on their civil liberties. That's true. They also spoke publicly, defending the student and his attire. Van Hoven's fellow students planned a walkout in support. There we go. 
Apparently there wasn't much going on in wow. Michigan in 1998. Yeah, but walkouts were still cool in 1998. Yeah, they're, they're, little, they're, they're a little different nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> they were, they were organized like they are now. Yeah. Like the teachers were like, hey guys, we're going to have a walkout today. Yeah. Or like, what are you talking about? We're going to have a walkout guys today. Down, no, back in the day, we would actually like circle up some people and say, hey, there's like 40 of us like right now, like right here in this room. We're going to fucking walk out of third period and they can go fuck themselves. Because what are they going to do? What are they going to do? And that's exactly what happened. You like, already people started walking attendance. out, and people are like, "What are we gonna do? We, I, I can't like slap the child." They're like, using the system against us. The first two kids, you you put the weakest in the front because the first two kids used to get slapped back then. Yeah, like they got, start, they started getting smacked around, and like the rest of us started going like, "Oh shit, this is real. <laughs> this, is, this is getting violent." Um, we know that Brian Welch found God. Did you know he was dabbling in real estate at the time? At the time that he found God? Yeah. I he, wouldn't say real estate is what he was dabbling in. Well, he also, in. <laughs> he also went to church after three straight days of smoking meth. So, yeah. Dear baby Jesus, that please just let me sell this property for $1.2 million well, he used to talk with about a commission of 120 k for my family. Amen. He talked Dresses. about how he would... Uh, Praise baby Jesus. He would have his Oprah dealer... Winfrey. Tom Cruise. Mail him meth while he was overseas touring. That was uh, that was pretty crazy. He talked about all the crazy ways he would have meth and crazy stuff mailed to him and how he was so paranoid. So I have no idea how he was involved in real estate at that time. It must have been like strictly his agent acting you on You want his, my house? You want my house? <laughs> hey, 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 want my house? Dear baby, 6.8 pounds. Oh, God. So innocent. Hey, Brian, we're very glad that you're clean now, uh, but that was scary for all of us uh, going going back that way. Um, I'd, like to, I'd like to dedicate this real taste stale to Mountain Dew. <laughs> One of you turds is about to get smacked in the mouth. And they release a mountain, <laughs> mountain barrier. Hallelujah. <laughs> Might I mention that that Jonathan Davis, his uh, mic stand is quite fantastic. Yeah, that's a uh, pretty, that's a pretty cool, that's pretty iconic, cool. That's, iconic. That's a pretty cool one. Because of Jonathan Davis, one of these days, and the kilt again. One of these days, I will have a personalized, fabricated mic stand because of Jonathan Davis. And I actually think Ivan Moody. A yeah, death it's right. pretty cool. Too. Copied the fuck. Oh, absolutely, dude. Out of that shit. That's what I was just gonna say. Yeah, that's a good, good ability. I was uh, like, Jonathan Davis was like now, the. If you look the at the forefront, shape, if you look at the shape, it's very similar. Yeah, but like Moody's like gets all fucking. Wait a minute, hang on. Draconian. Are you guys saying that Ivan Moody and Five Finger are not original? I don't believe you. In a lot of things that they do. Not only their music, but also their mic stands. I do not believe that one bit. I just Jason wish Hook does uh, have a really cool guitar, though. I just wish they would, coming, they would stop coming out with an album every month. I just wish that they would write their own music. But we're talking about corns. Oh, that's what I was talking. Yeah, I was talking about. Yeah, sure. Yep, me too. Do you know that Mr. Davis is invested into a serial killer museum to house his memorabilia? That's awesome. One which actually one in, would hope so. Which includes Ted Bundy's car. His little, his little Volkswagen that he's oh driving around. Yeah. That's so brutal. You know, <laughs> that's awful. Jonathan Davis and like his voice and like their sound is like the the secret Halloween theme that you need for anything you want to do. Yeah. Like they're not a Halloween band by any means. 
Like, they, like you know, there are bands that are out there that are blood, gore, blah, blah, blah. But Corn is not a Halloween band. But take anything that you want to do Halloween-wise and then start a Corn song. You'll be fine. It's like, it's like uh, I'm going to start doing like a haunted driveway at my house for Halloween every year. And the, my anthems, as soon as you enter, you're just going to hear, Something takes a part of me. <laughs> They could have remade. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to use Marilyn Manson for the remake no. of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No, they could have used Jonathan Davis. Man. It could have been fucking balls. Uh, He's an individual for he sure. He did that boat scene like something fierce, man. There oh, would have been, like, dude, been like heavy fucking fieldy bass drops and, this and is, shit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to digress, but I always bring this up. So the original Willy Wonka, that boat scene. That was completely ad-libbed. Yeah, yeah, they were all actually they terrified. They were actually terrified. <laughs> they had no <laughs> idea what the fuck was going like, on. Fucking, like, uh, Gene Wilder scared the shit out of them. It's like, hey, uh, I know we have like five sets of parents over here for this movie set. Here, you're going to sign off on this piece of paper saying, <laughs> we can scare the absolute bejesus out of your kids, and we're just going to see what happens and film it. R.I.P. No. Yeah, okay, Gene great. Wilder. And, Gene, <laughs> and then it goes like, through the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Gene Wilder is the reason why I was born in the wrong generation because me and him could have been homeboys. That guy's Gene awesome. Wilder's awesome. He's fantastic. I, I love Gene Wilder. He's great. And uh, Mo uh, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks, yes. The director. They were both. Yep. Yeah, they were both for uh, a very long time. Those two together were young a Frankenstein dynamic dude. duo. Greatest movie ever. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The um the uh the the blonde with the yes <laughs> yes. Hey, roll in the hay, roll in the hay. Oof, you must have a nervous lunch, Nuka. <laughs> but uh, we digress we about digress. corn. Uh, so, Marcus, you, you had issues, correct? A couple. But you also had the self-titled, correct? Yes. So the song, the song Ball Tongue. You remember that one? Ooh, yeah, I do. Never heard so, it. So did you know that the band actually tricked their producer, Ross Robinson, into driving them to buy meth so they could record that song high? Oh, my God. Would not surprise me in like <laughs> even like a little amount. Good Lord. You know, the thing is, I almost think that at the time, like, Korn was like ahead of their time. Oh, yeah. With with like a lot of this well, stuff. Well, they're, they're a breakthrough so with a lot of their stuff. They must, they must have had, like, so if you had a producer sitting in front of you, it's like, well, guys, how about you give me levels on this and your levels on your bass and let's, like, hit that kick drum and that. It's like, no, that's not how we're not going to do this I shit, mean, man. Producers only care about their numbers, so I'm sure they're it's able like, to coax their producer into doing It's like, guys, I can't get a reading on your guitar. Like, what are you tuned to right now? We're tuned to, like, A. <laughs> X. We're tuned to AX. We're tuned to corn. <laughs> We're tuned to AX sharp. Because I remember that was actually like a thing. Like people actually used to like mock corn, the fact that they had like such a dramatic down tuning. It's like these guys aren't even like playing their instruments. That's why. <laughs> that's why Trent Reznor had to like come in and like just straighten them out. I was like, oh, we need a real musician to get in there and straighten them out. It's like, guys. They take. They had an instrument in their hand. They're fucking experimenting the fuck out of it. Uh -huh. They're putting these heavy ass fucking strings and they're just slapping the shit out of it. This is our cover band. Q U O R N E. Corn. 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 I can only imagine being a producer in the '90s, like sitting down with these guys, and I can only imagine. You don't hear a lot of these stories, but like there had to be meeting after meeting after meeting. Guys, this isn't going to work. Well, it's crazy, too, because you have to think about the people that were like, hey, uh, 
this is this new genre called new metal or metal, and we need to shape it how we want to shape it. Like, Guys, we have Nirvana and Pearl Jam out there like making like that was fortune grunge. right now. Right. So we can't have this whatever you're trying to do here kind like, of a thing. Uh, can I can only imagine the meetings. Like, I know. Imagine how much growth was stunted because of certain producers back in the day. Like. Oh, we don't want new metal to sound like this. We don't want metal to sound... This is not how metal sounds. We don't just walk into this office and create that genre. Like, you think about how many labels have so many dead albums. There's literally thousands of dead albums on labels. How many? How much you want to bet? There was a producer back in the day. I'll give these guys two years. Oh, yeah, Definitely. That's with every band that made it. Like, oh, yeah, they'll be okay for a little while. And That's kind of like gonna... that dude that didn't invest in Apple in, like, right. whatever year. Yeah. Or the dude that in, er, fucking invested in Bitcoin, like, now instead of, like, two years ago. Yeah, we all, <laughs> we all look stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jay, if he was still with us, would have actually enjoyed this. But Fieldy Love you, wa- Jay. wanted to live the bling life and released a hip-hop record and recorded a jazz fusion album as well. I a feel like jazz I, fusion hip-hop record? No, it's two different ones. Oh, a jazz okay. fusion and a hip-hop. So, if, if, if applicable, I actually feel like... You could tell Fieldy's background. Like, you know that he wanted, like, a little bit more, like, the hip-hop action, like, kind of thing. You can kind of tell by the way, like, he kind of plays the bass and he kind of demonstrates the bass, like, kind of a thing. And that's... The way he us the bass. That's actually really cool, and I actually think that's what kind of gives like Corn like the uniqueness because you would have like the hev- the heavy guitar, but you have that slappy slappy. Like, just look, look how the guy dressed, man. Like he looked like freaking Thug Life. Yeah, he always had the long. I mean, that was kind of the breakthrough for new metal, though. You know, it was that that. Field is the reason why they consider these guys new metal, probably yeah. because it was, between, it was between rap and, and metal. The bagpipes. Like, it was like a yeah, the bagpipes definitely. I think their their sound is unique enough, but then they all kind of contribute to their own unique corn sound, even in the genre that they're in. Actually, uh, I don't have this actually, but I was I remember reading it um, when they recorded Clown, like 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 waves of people like hung out outside the building because it was so strange and unique to them that they all just like hung out by the door and just listened to the people recording. are weird, man. People who, like, cling together for any kind of music that moves them. And if, have you, if you seen the Country Fest? Yes, I have, actually. Oh, I, I love, I love the Country Fest. I'm not going to lie. That's I, a different reason. That's I not music like, related. Uh, I was so like, much I was talent like 12 there, years dude. old. I was like 12 years old, and I hated Country Music. I love the fact that the hated Country it. Fest comes, like, to New England in August. Yes. And then Country they're Fest happened, anything. and they were like, hey... Like, my family was like, hey, we're going to Country Fest, and there's nothing you can do about it. You have to come with us. And I was like, oh, crap. Okay, I'll go. And then I went there, and I saw the talent in the crowd, which consisted of, like, belly shirts and Daisy Dukes all day long. And then that country song that you hate on the radio so much turns into, like, oh, yeah, this is that song that she was dancing to on that table. Like, (laughs) that sounds pretty good! I like like that one. I kind of like that memory a little bit. I'm a little bit of a country fan. And then it just kind (laughs) of... Floods your life after it's that. Kind of takes over from there. Well, it's like Kenny Chesney. Kenny Chesney said he did uh, the the country country tour. He did Country Fest every year, strictly because 
he felt like there was like a country fans, country music fans in the woodwork in Massachusetts that they'd come out from everywhere. And we all know what that means. All these people, let's say people, in Daisy Dukes and If Belly you build shirts. it, they will come. Yeah, exactly. But there was, I don't know, man. Won't I, you please come again? <laughs> it totally changed my life, I'm not going to lie. I like country music for the worst reasons now. You're a douche. And <laughs> You're still, a douche. I still like country music to this day. What does this have to do with corn? I'm just He's just, he's just talking. Are we digressing? I'm digressing. So do you know that the uh, three of the original members came from the band LAPD? Yes, senor. 1993? Yep. Right before... Their first album was... I know so many fun facts about nothing. So we know a lot of these fun facts. Did you know that they literally have had been like under like six different labels? This is an IPA. Yeah, it is. It's pretty good, right? That's what I said. It was smooth for an IPA. Like six different labels like throughout like the whole thing? Prospect Park, Caroline, Roadrunner, Virgin, Epic, Immortal. I say, Roadrunner was one of them at one point. What are they currently? I don't even know. I believe they're under Immortal at the moment. Okay. All right. All right. I can... I believe. I knew it was Roadrunner at one point. Like, I didn't realize they, they got down to the six. Probably, you know, they got really experimental. Well, they, they, I think while, they, they almost jumped on that pop train with the Skrillex because Skrillex was so big at the time. I wouldn't even necessarily and call they, it a pop. I would say maybe they yeah, tried to do the, like the EDM thing, which I actually really like the Skrillex. I think it worked well. Well, but also, they were like, wow, we don't have a guitarist that can play well, so we're going to do this. As far as their own albums, they got really overproduced. And <laughs> I'm so sorry. <coughs> yeah. I mean, I lost touch with them for, like, a long time. Like, after Untouchables, like, I completely, like, kind of fell off. Can um, I say, though, real quickly, that so. their edited version of Adidas is my favorite thing in the world? Yes. Oh, the animal noises! Oh my is goodness! The best thing in the world. Oh my goodness! I know the pieces fit, but like the fact that instead of just like cutting out or like you know <laughs> editing over the words, he just made and just went hum like every time. That so was fantastic! I um off the air. I actually uh, propose, before I say this, <laughs> do, you, do, you still, do you still have facts, buddy? No, nothing. Nothing really. Okay. Important. Off the air. I um I threw this out there like really quick because like maybe you can take like the uh, the the existing corn albums and like give them a ranking. So I was looking at the corn albums and there's 13 of them. Jeez, a lot of them. I did not realize there was that many. There's 13 corn albums. Does that count like the two like best of albums? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't count the okay. Um, the only weird one is like the Untitled and the Corn Three and the which is weird because there's no Corn Two. The path I know, of the so path strange. of totality, which is like all between um, Welch. Yes, correct. But what I thought would be interesting, and I'll do mine at least. But if you guys can actually <laughs> do it off of memory, I figure we could at least do top five. Okay. Like Corn Out, and then we'll we'll actually do a Smash Banana album rating on the Nothing. Sure. So, with that being said, I should probably start. Go ahead. You Let me give should. you like one of my least favorites, like ever. Like probably the worst Album piece wise? of work. Yeah, the worst piece of work I think that Corn's ever put out. Life is peachy. Wow. Okay. I was not expecting that. The sophomore album. So here's the thing. Yeah. Life is peachy. Adidas and Lowrider. 
Right, but Twist, life is... Twist is good, sorry. Adidas and Twist would be the only two things that I would actually like oh, that to do, that, that. That, 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 that. And the, I think the... What's actually interesting is if you actually like look at look up the facts, like Life is Peachy was very anticipated. Mm-hmm. Like after the self-titled album like right. came out, um, everybody like wanted like more corn, more corn. It actually topped off at number three on the billboards, hmm. but never had a single that hit any of the charts. So oh. the album itself made the top three, like number three on the billboards, but never had a single. Hmm. Because Adidas was all day I dream about sex was too risque, like kind of a thing. And I feel like there's one other song on Adidas, like No Place to Hide, maybe. Maybe. Might have been on Adidas. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Or it might have been on, on Life Adidas is Peaches. or on Life is Peachy? On Life is Peachy. No That's Place to I'm Hide is on there, yes. No, No Place to Hide. That's actually That's really. That's one, yeah. So. If I had to pick two tracks, No Place to Hide and, and Adidas. The rest of it, eh. I mean, Twist, I don't consider that a track. Let's be, let's be serious. That one's just fun. It's like the extended part of, you know, So that song. <laughs> that one. That one. So if I had to put, if I had to put my, let's go top five. Okay, I'll, top start five? With, I'll start top with. Top five corn albums? Top five. Do you corn. want us to do our least favorite too? Because I have one. No, just top if you five. have one, yes. I let's, do have one. Let's do that. <clears throat> Can we go first? All right. Least I favorite. I don't think Dave was ready. Least favorite. Least favorite. Honestly, Corn uh, Three. Remember who you are. That was the time where I actually stopped listening to Corn. Funny because that's actually the when I saw them live was when they released Oildale, and that album I just didn't really care for so i agree with that but that doesn't well he's saying top five like total like ever like what are your top five corn albums no he's doing his least favorite right now yeah okay well because i had one but none of those songs stuck out to me i was just wasn't oildale honestly that was like their big one that was a single and i just wasn't i wasn't about it again they didn't have head at the time so which doesn't help to go to kind of go off your point like take a look in the mirror see you on the other side untitled the corn three and the path of totality Mm -hmm. i don't have a lot of a lot of experience with yeah so i can't really grade them i'm just going off of like recent like memory and like i actually own life is peachy like it's in my cd collection over there it's annoying right compared to the first album it's annoying Mm mm-hmm do you have a least favorite, Dave? My actually least favorite, I'd have to agree with him on Corn 3. Uh, just because I felt like it was kind of a letdown. Um, but, and see, this is where I say, like, artists kind of tell on themselves. Because with their debut album, they kind of tell you, like, hey, this is who we are. This is what we do. And then they get, you know, they get clout. They get they get fans. They get all these things. Mm-hmm. And then they're supposed to build off of those things. And I feel like every artist, no matter what, kind of relapses in a way. And I feel like Corn 3 was that, like, that first relapse. Like, that first, like, sure. WTF, uh, you guys can do better type thing. And obviously, there's politics that goes into music. There's producers. There's labels. There's everything else. Nothing against Corn. I love Corn, no matter what. I'll listen to all of their music that they put out. But that's kind of the issue, because... 
after you put out a certain level of music, then there's an expectation for your listener. And as that listener, I felt like I was a little bit let down with that album. Not to say that any of their albums after that weren't awesome, because there's a ton of them that were, but just that specific album stands out to me because I did not vibe with it after having a first corn experience. Somebody would have to actually like educate me, like the get up, the collab with uh, Skillerex. Mm-hmm. Skrillex. Skrillex. Skillerex. Skrillex. Skrillex. <laughs> Skrillex. What about like, him? What like what? What area did that actually land in? Uh, Define well, area. Like, which, which album? Path of Totality. Oh, okay. That was the Skrillex album. That's pretty good. But Narcissistic Cannibal was the big one. It's tough because the music scene was shifting good. at that point, too, and they were trying to ride the wave, which I understand and I get. But That's which- a cool song, though. Like, Get Up. Is yeah, a cool is a cool song. I love yeah. the chorus and get which up. is funny because Twisted Transistor. I remember listening to that one and the Skrillex album at the same time, and it was similar. Yeah, Twisted Transistor had that kind of weird. Yeah, but, to it. And, and and I don't say this to fault them at all, but if you listen to Corn, um, especially on the new album. Mm-hmm. It is a recreation of a lot of the old stuff they did. Yeah. And I don't say that. So I'm going to elaborate oh, on we'll, this. We'll, we'll talk I'm, about that. I'm we'll going to like, elaborate this li- on this later. But I just I think that they, they tried a whole bunch of different things throughout their careers, which I respect. And some things did well and some things didn't. When it comes to this new album, we'll, we'll wait for that, that, that album review. But Did you um, want my top three? Yes, top five. Sorry, top five. Now, can we count the new one in our top five? Yes. He said top well, five you ha- albums. you have to if it's in okay. your top five. So, so number five. So, we, Okay. Before, before be, I know we're on air right now. Yeah. Should we go like five, 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 four, 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 three, 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 we two, can two, do two, that. two, one, yeah, one, one, one? We can. So these are your top five corn albums. Okay. Starting right, meow. No. No. Meow. No. Do you want me to uh, hit the thing? No, no, go for no, it. No, you're good. I'm ready. Uh, top five corn albums. Let's do Take. it. Uh, I, I seriously just got my pinky. <laughs> Can't even make that shit up. That hurt. <laughs> he's not even going to click it two more times because he's injured. No, I'm not because we're recording the whole. No. <laughs> Marcus, what is your number five? Oh, my number five? Yeah. Yes. Oh, go, oh. Yeah. Shit. My number five is going to be Serenia Suffering. Wow. Really? Okay. okay. Came out in 2016. Yep. Um, you don't hear a lot about this album. I don't think they had a lot of singles. I don't think it got a lot of airplay. But you know what? When they came back with like a Serenity of Suffering, I actually thought, like, like fucking America, dude. This is like corn. This is corn coming back. This was classic corn. They had the cool heaviness. They had the great bass line. They had the great hooks on like a lot of the choruses. Corey Taylor is featured on it. Yep. Can never argue with that. So pretty good album. If I'm gonna pick number five, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Serenity of Suffering. So surprisingly, that didn't even 
I didn't even touch my list. Out of, out of the top five corn albums. That's why we we all have a list. That's why we all digress. I should probably write this down for like you my probably note, should my, my episode notes. Yeah, you want here you go. Here, oh, you got a piece of paper. There you go. I got like a whole notebook in front of me. So Mark's went with the Serenity of Suffering is his number five. My number five, actually, believe it or not, is the Untouchable. Uh, it's Untouchables. Okay. Untouchables is my number five. Um, this is an album where it's clearly a corn sound. It is clearly everything corn's done before. Would you say that it's here to stay? <laughs> that I wasn't have, a joke. I'm asking you an extra question. Actually, yes, I would. Because corn uh, has tons of talent. They have tons of, of um, notoriety and everything with everything they do. I feel like this specific album was kind of a mix between a couple of things where they like tried out new areas, but they also had that classic corn sound. So when it came to this specific album, that would be my number five. Okay. Straight up. Nice. Your nice. turn. So mine is going to be a little different from both of you guys. Uh, Marcus, I'm actually one album behind you with the Paradigm Shift oh, as wow. my number five. Now, that is this is actually the return of Head, Yep. this album. So that was kind of when I got back in the corn. Like I learned he was gone, kind of didn't pay much attention yeah. This is the album that I was like, oh, so maybe I this could be good. Unfortunately, I bought it from Walmart. <laughs> I didn't man. know at the time that Walmart only sells edited CDs. Yes. I didn't know that was a thing oh, at the time. Man. So I have still the edited version of this album, but honestly, I, I really enjoy this album. I, I think it was kind of, it was a little different approach. It's not as heavy as your other stuff, but the fact that Welch was back, I was curious what right. his his godly send actually but, but brought I mean, with him. But the fact that you got it from Walmart, what a giant pain in the bloop! In, in, the, in the calf muscle? Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, Love and Meth is really good. Um, Pray For Me is very probably the heaviest on it. Um, honestly, I, I enjoy most of the album. I, I think it's a really good one. It's a different one. It's not old school, but it's it's definitely... One of my, well, it is my top five. One, five of the top five. Fair enough. Marcus, what is your numero foro? Number four for me is going to be Issues. Wow. Uh, your first one. The second one. No, not your first one. I'm sorry. Your original one is your first one. <laughs> so... Issues did a lot of things. Issues had like the fan grab, like you you go out there, like you have to buy like one of four like cover albums, like kind of a thing. And Falling Away from Me is in my top three all time corn songs. Right. So like Falling Away from Me alone would like <laughs> propel this album to like epicness. So as far as like top albums goes. Issues number four for Marcus. Okay. So, I, for my number four, is actually See You on the Other Side. I think that's the number four, just in my own personal experience, that's my own uh, uh, personal belief in Korn, that that's their number four album for me. Uh, I think it was great. I think they had... Um, they had... Twisted Transistor. Correct. They had Twisted Transistor on it, which is what I feel like made the album. 
uh, that was one of their singles that, that just kind of blew up. I feel like if there ever was such a thing as the expansion of Korn was, was that album. They, they did try a, a little bit different things on that. Um, they were a little bit later on from when they released their first album, obviously. So they had, uh, what was it, like three or four albums before this one, and it just kind of gripped me a different way. It was still clearly corn, but it was one of those things. It was like, again, they're trying new things. They're, they're going in different directions. They made some excellent music because of it, and uh, I think that is a solid number four for me. Nice. I think I think it's very tough for me to rank corn albums because corn is kind of in and of themselves in their own way anyway. So it's tough to kind of rank that, but I, I looked at this list for a for a good while of the, the top five albums that stood out to me and that was number four. Unfortunately. Not to take anything away from them, every single album they release I will listen to. Um they're epic in their own way. They set the tone in their own way. And I kind of think, as I say with all artists, they kind of set the tone for themselves. They tell you with their first album what they're capable of, and then everything else after the fact is either, you know, kind of like an experiment or like a a recast of previous albums. I felt like this was more of an experiment, and I felt like they did a really good job with it. I can't go into detail about this album, but my number four is actually their newest album. Wow. The That's nothing. your number four? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> and you, you, I think you'll understand as I go through my last three after. But, Marcus, what is your number three? Okay, so my number three was actually a battle. I don't know that one. So, the reason why it was a battle, the album Untouchables has a song on it called Thoughtless. Uh-huh. So I just mentioned my top three corn albums of all time. Thoughtless is in my top three corn songs. So would that have been released in 2002? Of all times. So Thoughtless, excuse me, Untouchables of 2002. But with that being said, you have to think of the album like overall. You can't just like think it's like, dude, they just went to Hall of Fame. I, I love the song Thoughtless. Like, it's good so good. So good. However, the nothing, there's a lot of stuff on here that we're going to touch on in, a, like, a little bit that I like. I'm putting the nothing number three. Wow. On my okay. all-time list of corn okay. albums. And we'll leave it at that. Fair enough. You, sir? Yeah. So, numero treso? Yeah, my number three actually is Issues. Is my number three. Me, personally. Uh, strictly, as I said before, because of Falling Away From Me. It's a good one. I think that is... Uh, it was very tough for me uh, to to rank this because Falling Away From Me is such a... It's a very powerful song. The video mm-hmm. is very powerful. Everything about it was very influential for me growing up and coming up listening to Korn. Uh, I think their Issues album all around kind of embodies that falling away from me vibe. Uh, I totally... I have a certain level of respect for Korn on that specific album. And it was very hard for me. I thought they were going to rank higher, but Issues is clearly my number three. Um, 
No Holds Barred. That's just all around. That's it's a great album. Um, I think it's awesome. I don't think it's their best work yet. I'll elaborate on that a little bit more later. But uh, Issues is definitely a solid top three from Korn. Okay. <clears throat> uh, my number three. So five, maybe six years ago, I was able to actually, I wanted the album itself. 1994, they released their original first self-titled Korn. Um, and this is the album that I've kind of learned is what made Korn Korn. This is, I mean, obviously we talked earlier about Blind, and that's like the start of any album. I mean, that one's like classic. Right. But the fact that this album is, I mean, you can say that bands go, um, you know, creative or they go, what's the word you said earlier? Uh, innovative. Innovative, and they try different things. Yes. Korn started like that. Right. Like, they started like that. I feel like they've always been that band. Like. Right. And, and I mean, this, I mean, Shoots and Ladders, Clown, a word I probably shouldn't say on this. <laughs> um, I mean, this this is the album that started it all. And, and as I've not necessarily, I enjoy the album because of the, the musical work of it, but it's more or less the fact of the, the idea behind it and the fact that this is what they put out as a first album and this is what made them who they are. So my number three would be their self-titled original there you go. Corn. Okay. Which Fair is enough. weird that they have two self-titled albums. I know. Yeah, but that's... <laughs> they have a self-titled and they have untitled. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Imagine how many producers got in on that. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Right, so we're uh, number two. Dos. Post. Number two, that's Sorry. correct. Number two for me is Follow the Leader. Yes. Okay. I am on the same page as you for that, actually. Uh, Freak on a Leash. Yes. Got the life. Got the life. Dead bodies everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Children of the Corn is underestimated as F. Underrated. Yeah. That's a great underrated as F. All in the family, not even with the whole collab, like just Corn doing all in the family. He that's a good wins time. That battle. Yeah. Um, my gift to you, and of course. Earache My Eye mm. as a hidden track. Very close. Like, it's like, it, it it's, they're, they're like right here. If you're listening, if you're looking on the thing, it's I like, we have video. God, I haven't like, looked at that it's thing. It's like this hey, right doing? now. But Follow the Leader, number two. Agreed. This is the Family Values tour. Yep, exactly. This is the, this is the Family Values like sensation <clears throat> that happened after this. Right. Like, family Values became a household name with this album because you know what? They woke up after Life Is Peachy is like, oh, we can't just like mail it in. We have to like actually like kick some fucking serious ass. And then Follow the Leader came out. They had the fucking cover art. Yep. Like they they mm-hmm. set the precedent. When yep. it comes to the industry, because like, might be top ten in my album covers. Wow. Okay. Wow. Like, since we're doing visual now, like we can actually like start getting, like getting visual. Might be top ten in my album covers of all time. Wow. That'd be a cool episode. Cool. Yeah, and like we'll we'll talk about that later. And but, and but these like seriously, this album is so fucking good. Yep. Like so good. Yep. 
Like it's like yeah, I, I, like 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 seriously. Goose Fan, flesh. Fangirl goose, goose flesh. Like it's all standing right now. Like if you can see the arm hairs right now. Like Peach was for fucking days. Like right now. Like like standing on its end. Like this album is so good. Yeah. And so iconic. Like Freak on a Leash, man. I mean. That actually hit MTV. Right. Man, like, that was on TRL. Yep. I remember being a kid watching Freak on a Leash on TRL. Yep. We watched TRL just to see Freak on a Leash. It's true. You remember when you'd uh, when you'd, you'd watch TRL and you'd keep your VHS handy all queued up to, <laughs> yeah. to when Bless. you needed it, and then you'd hit the record button just to record the music video so you could watch it over and over again? Oh, God. I or probably, was that just I probably, me? I probably, no, that I probably have, not I, I have the I have the video tape somewhere. Yeah, I did that so many times. I have so many VHS tapes of things I recorded off of TRL. I'm on the exact same boat as you, Marcus. Uh, my number two is also that the, the Follow the Leader album. That's my number two. Um, specifically because of Got the Life, as I said before, that was my first ever introduction to Corn. Uh, I understand I was a little late in the game. Um, I kind of came into the scene a little late, but but that's okay. Um, I feel like Got the Life kind of kind of spoke to the type of band that they were, but then Freak on a Leash kind of spoke to who they are. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, it was two totally different dynamics, and I felt like Freak on a Leash kind of set a totally different tone for Corn. Um, they became their own kind of entity in that way, which I totally respected. It was totally unexpected how they how they did their song, how they did their video, how they did their performance, everything. Just all about it. They set themselves apart. They made that song. Um, it became a hit amongst tons of metal fans, tons of uh, regular heavy heavy listeners, you know. It just, I feel like Freak on a Leash specifically is what set them apart. Got the Life for me is what kind of got me hooked onto them in general. So definitely my absolute number two album from them is Follow the Leader. Uh, it's very hard for me to rank Corn albums because it's Corn. They do their own thing as much as possible. And they stay unique in every single album. And every single album has their own little difference. And they've pumped out so many of them at this time that it's like, it's so hard to differentiate between like where these standings are. Um, but but after much review, Follow the Leader is definitely number two for me. Okay. Um, my number two is the first album that I actually bought, which is The Untouchables. Um, here to stay... Make Believe, Hollow Life, Thoughtless, of course, Alone I Break, One More Time. I mean, this this is more of an iconic in my mind because this is, or nostalgic, I guess, because this is the album that I first bought after listening to um, Follow the Leader. So um, this is just one of the ones that sticks in my mind. This whole album is great. It's, I don't know what else to say about it besides the fact that it's great. I mean, um Again, we've talked about Here to Stay multiple times. Thoughtless, we've talked about multiple times. Alone I Break is the one you normally dwell into, but that's... I love that track. Like one Thoughtless. Of my, yep. It's so good. It's a good one. Ugh, so good. But uh, Untouchables. And also, the uh, album art is quite interesting for that one as well. Yeah. So that, that one, I feel, is more Children of the Corn base than... That's one of those things. I've always <laughs> appreciated the fact that like Corn like, kind of like... It put actually effort. puts like a little bit of focus on like the artwork. I'm not gonna lie, my favorite album artwork is Life Is Peachy, 
personally. Out of the corn ones because it's just mad creepy. With See, the, the I like issues, the fact they came out with four different ones. Right, nuts. Yeah. Like, I ended up purchasing, like, the ragdoll, yep. like, kind you of do, a yep. thing. Yep. But, yes. like, the the fact that they had four different, like, album covers and it was, like, collectible. Right. Like, that, that was a neat dynamic at the time. It was different for sure. All right, Marcus, number one. Number one. Can't beat the original. So... I'll go back to like comments I said before. The most iconic words in heavy metal, like probably ever, are "Are you ready?" With the toms, high top. What are those symbols called? The high tops. The high tops. The high tops. <laughs> the toms. <laughs> the high toms. <laughs> I've Shirts drinking. off for I've high been, toms. I, I've been drinking and stressed out like a whole bunch prior to this. Um, <laughs> the most iconic words to start an album are are you ready and were we ready I don't know if we were ready in 1994 I, do, I really don't but you know what we loved it it didn't matter if we were ready or not like 1994 didn't fucking matter that dude said are you ready and it's like yeah Fucking bring it! You're kind of you're kind of creeping me out because uh, Scott Stapp also had a song called "Are You Ready," so I'm wondering how. I'm talking about the line, man. <laughs> I'm, ta- I'm talking about the line. I'm but wondering how high Creed is up on your. I can go, I can go right down. So blind is iconic. Okay. Ball tongue, great. Need to, awesome. Clown, super. Divine, honestly don't remember. Faggot. I do remember. Good tune. Shoots and Ladders, amazing. The dude's just Good fucking one. reciting fairy tales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like on one, top of like two, awesomeness. Buckle my shoe. Yep. Daddy. Mm-hmm. Like some serious very issues yes. there. Song. Some very, serious very issues there. Corn, se- Corn self-titled album, number one. Are you fucking ready? Yeah. 26 years later, we're still fucking ready. Tell, show me a metal crowd that would not lose their shit right now for a blind opening act. Okay. Fair enough. So then. It's going to make uh, me all teary-eyed. <laughs> I'll get you some tissues. 26 fucking years ago. Yeah. I, can't, I, can't, I cannot believe that. So, like, after much deliberation... And much consideration. Uh, I thought long and hard about everything we've had from Corn over the years. Everything. And when I say the best, I I say it in the regard to the culmination of Corn. Dave goes on the record as saying that my number one Corn album is, in fact, the Nothing. This newest album is their absolute best um not only because of the the lyricism that went into this album that was a bit different it felt like it was a lot more thorough than any other album um they it's it's a newer album so they the hits have have yet to been yet to have been uh blown up but i felt like uh you know obviously cold and um You'll Never Find Me on top of uh, No One Can Hear Me. Those three songs alone 
speak volumes to the culmination that corn has become. It has everything old that we love. Riffs, the, the music factor that, that draws you in, gets you like this tantric effect of being involved in the music. But Jonathan Davis's lyrics have improved. I don't care what anybody says, this album is proof that his lyrics have improved. I felt like, and not to, not to speak badly about their other albums, but there wasn't nearly as much filler lines, if you will, in any of these songs. This was a very raw, very uh, full of potential album that, that grips you and kind of twists you in a different way. And it kind of brings you into their overall darkness, if you will. Uh, there's a lot of things that happened in the band in the last couple of years. There's a lot of things that happened to the individuals in the band in the last couple of years. And I feel like this album alone is the culmination of all of those things. From everything they, they were in the 90s until now, I feel like you can't have the this album now as great as it is without all of those precursors prior in everything they went through and everything that they, they released prior to this now to become what is their absolute best album. I feel like it, it shaped and molded them into the corn that we know now. And I feel like this, like every other album was was great in its own right, but I feel like it was like there were certain levels, there were certain stages that kind of, that corn kind of set for themselves. And every single album leading up to this one is proof that they've like they've gotten there they've made it you know i i personally haven't seen a single bad review about this album i'm sure they're out there but any corn fan when they listen to this album specifically can tell you that it sounds like all of their older songs but the lyricism of it just brings it to another level so the nothing is my number one the original corn album did not make your top five it didn't and I stand by that. Because albums are about growth. And Korn has, to be fair, they have like 14 albums and you ask for a top five. So. 15. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony? Um, so I'm going to go with the first album that I ever listened to. Shakira. Uh, <laughs> oh, I told you that in confidence. Sorry. Uh, follow the leader. Wow. Okay. Would be my number one. I mean, I can go through this this entire album and pretty much enjoy every song. Uh, I mean, Marcus brought up a few when he was talking about it, but uh, BBK is a really good one. And Reclaim My Place. When you start up a song with What the Fuck, I mean, <laughs> you can't tell me that's not right. You kind of hooked the listener a little like, bit. Hey, hey. And again, All in the Family, the, the whole collab thing is pretty cool. And actually, Children of the Coin, I believe Ice Cube is in that? Oh, yes, I is. recall. Yes. Ice Cube or Ice T? Uh, both. What's the difference? You put one in the other. What's Cube and what's T? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't actually. That's that's a, that's a good question. Because I don't remember myself. What did you uh, say? Ice you Cube. Say, it is Ice Cube. It is Ice Cube. Yes. Uh, okay, I thought so. I I feel, I feel like Ice T was. And of okay. course, my gift to you the, and that well you said the Eric uh, my eye the Cheech and Chong cover, which is. I mean, come on. It's a hidden track, though. It you is gotta, a hidden you track. Gotta, you, gotta, you gotta weather that. After two minutes of silence. <laughs> yeah, you gotta weather that storm. Uh-huh. But again. Unless you're crafty and you have a CD player with, like, a tape deck. 
Yes. You just let that shit play. Yes. Upright too, and you just hear and camelotosis has has Trey Hart- <laughs> has Trey Hartson in it as well. Dan 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 dan. That's like my favorite thing in the world. Such a great but song. yeah, that uh, that would be my number one album. Follow wow. the leader. Okay, fair enough. We had it. We had a lot of similarities. Actually. We did. We we crossed a few. I was times. surprised. Yeah. I was surprised that I was in agreement with Marcus on one. I love corn. follow the leader. <laughs> I, Actually. I, re- I really love corn. Like, like I said, on this podcast, I don't talk about them enough. Yeah. Because they are so good. Yeah. So good. And with that being said, we should smash some fucking bananas on the nothing. Yeah, we should. Let me put a spot here. Heavy metal over a six pack. Smashed banana album review. What we have for you now is the official Smash Banana album review of the 2019 release of Corn, the Nothing. Hmm. So, hmm. This, the two singles that were released was uh, were "You'll Never Find Me" and "Cold." I believe those are the two singles. Um, yep. yep. And "You'll Never Find Me" came out, and I was like, "All right." And if you have said a Satellite radio, idiosyncrasy. Idiosyncrasy. Was it? Okay. Because the only two I heard was You'll Never Find Me and Cold. I heard You'll Never Find Me and it was okay. Like, I wasn't, like, super excited. It wasn't anything crazy compared to their last album. It wasn't anything out of control. But then Cold came out. And I was like, okay. I, I can see... Corn is back. Yes. Yes. More or less. They're they're still on the same tier. They didn't downgrade, and that's what's no. important. No. I feel... And you brought it up a lot, Dave, on this thing. This album, I feel, is very much like their first album. Yeah, it's a, a it's lot a of like um, the Ringmaster. I mean, the fact mm. that Jonathan Davis does all these different voices. Yeah, I mean, just gives you that kind of like clown feel. You know he, what I mean? He that did a lot school. with his range on this album. I mean, he was he played all these different parts and stuff, mm-hmm. which which is cool. Yeah, I think uh, I think he had a lot to kind of write from. In the last couple years, yeah, he's get, had uh, some time. he's had his own his own kind of things. Um, one of the things that, that stood out to me uh, was one of his lines that uh, clearly I can see that God is laughing at me. Yes, uh, that was one of the most powerful lines I've ever heard him say. And he like repeats it though, doesn't he? He repeats Almost it like, over, like and over and over again. Kind of, and I think he's very much speaking from the heart or from the soul, whatever. Uh, I think that uh, given his losses in this last year, uh, obviously he lost his wife. Very hard time, no matter who you are. That does never, it never goes down well. Um, I think that as a band, they were all kind of able to tap into that, and that's what I respect so much about them is that they're very raw mm-hmm. and that they they kind of, they kind of push themselves to be that that different band in the genre to kind of touch on some things that are, are pretty uncomfortable for a lot of other people. Um, I think that Jonathan Jonathan Davis especially is a, a very raw person in all of his music. I think all of it kind of speaks volumes to, to how he actually feels, and there's, there's nothing to hide. So I respect him very much for, for releasing this album, and... Uh, 
I don't know. I just I, I was very impressed all the way around by this this album start to finish. They even had a, a couple little you know um, shorter tracks. Uh, some things where they touched on on a couple different things. They they kind of had a, a couple of almost evolution sounding riffs from their mm-hmm. their last album or yep. their last couple albums like or evolution. whatever. That's a good one. Um, but it's it's very much corn. You can tell it's corn. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, they, nobody's yeah. nobody's ripping them off. Nobody's making their own sounds based on on these kind of songs. Um, I think Corn does a very very good job at differentiating themselves from from other bands, and this is their their strong suit. Mm-hmm. Their lyrics, uh, the way that Jonathan Davis presents their lyrics, and then their overall sound. You know what the sound is Corn. But when you have all three of those together, as I said before, I feel like it culminates the entire band. And for me, this album speaks even more volumes because I've listened to them for the last 20 years. So hearing where they've come from to where they are now, I think this is absolutely their best album. It's definitely up there. What do you think, Marcus? What are your thoughts on it? I feel like you could listen to a lot of their greatest hits and then throw in all these songs from this newest album and if you didn't know anything about corn it would all sound it all exactly it how it should I feel you. you know so i'm actually going to like build off the point that you just make if you actually like listen to like the the greatest hits album of corn what is corn good at corn's good at building an energy corn is good at building like a hook and a chorus Corn is good at being like unique in like a certain aspect, and they've always been that way. They've always been that way. Like this album is as much old school as it is new school for yep. them, because it has the right amount of production, the right amount of heaviness, and Jonathan Davis is still doing his thing. Yep. This album is awesome. It's good. It's, it's very so good. good. Like, so good. And yep. if you don't appreciate this album because of whatever your idealism is, it's like, seriously, bro? Like, you got to be kidding me. Five out of six. Mm-hmm. So five banana bread from Marcus. I'd probably agree with you. So uh, I'll actually take it a step further. I would say, and, and I've actually been thinking on this. Good. Buddy. I will give a 5.5... Certified banana cornbread. Huh. And in the spirit of that, <laughs> I'm going to go home and at some point this week I'm going to make a banana cornbread. And we're gonna we're gonna enjoy that on this this next show, this next episode. Because I'll order, I'll order the coffee that way we can enjoy that with there we go. There we go. How popcorn. How come nobody's done this before? Banana cornbread? I feel like that'd be really good. Yeah. You know? Cornbread with bananas. I, I feel like I, mean, I feel like Jonathan mine, Davis just kind of inspired us to do our own thing, right. and I'm willing to make that because this album kicks ass. So it's usually a long day in hell before you would hear three hosts of this show certify something banana bread. I've seen of all of greed, but banana cornbread. Fucking corn, man. Yes. Mother, fucking corn. MFK. If, if we could ever get them on the show, we would huh. make them some certified banana cornbread. Banana corn. 
Compliments of Heavy Metal over Six Pack. Uh, they did an excellent job with this album. Hands down, just all around great. Um, whether or not it compares to their other albums doesn't matter. The fact that they can still do this years later, after this we many decades of doing it. Six mm-hmm. years. There's no comparison. S- you can see they put actual, like, they really put everything they've learned. Well, that's the thing is that, you know, this is not a. Uh, like, it's not a cash grab. Yeah, I'm not going to throw shade at other bands. This is not a a, a mock album. album. This is not a contemporary album. This is a contemporary corn album. They've adjusted, but they've kept their sound. Right. They they've haven't completely they've taken made it the waves. further in-depth lyrics. As I said, obviously they went through a lot of losses this year. I respect them even more for it, for coming out of it and doing this with it. I was not expecting this at all, truthfully. Uh, after understanding everything that I did from what was going on behind the scenes, I thought this might be a flop. And when I listened to it, I was blown away. So, all the respect in the world to Korn, uh, especially to Jonathan Davis because he's the front man and the, the just the lyricism overall, absolutely great. Can't detract from the fact that Fieldy and Head did excellent jobs also. Um, just overall, absolutely, I, I think that this album alone speaks volumes to who they are. Absolutely great band. All-time excellent metal band. You can't... I feel like this is like the epitome of metal. If you can do these things and release 13, 14 albums and still be doing it 26 years later. With what? Almost all the members? Six. Right. Four out of the five members? There's literally like what? Maybe maybe two, three bands that even compare and even then they don't because Korn is unique. Korn is awesome. This new album's awesome. Everything they've done is great. If I knew, I, if I knew you two like twenty six years from now, one of you is at least going to be murdered. Well, <laughs> I was three, so great. I'm glad we talked about this. I'm feeling dead now. I awesome. was five, technically. I don't go off seniority. <laughs> uh, I just think they did an all around great job. I agree. Uh, and I, I really do. I can't. I can't stress it enough. I feel like. This album was the culmination of all of their albums. Like if you were, if you were to jam pack all of their albums together, this is what you would get. It's a good way to put totally it. Totally predictable corn sound, but not at all predictable in lyrics and music and everything else. They didn't, they didn't redo anything. It wasn't regurgitated crap. It was all around excellent corn sound. I'm actually kind of worried about the next album because I don't know how they're going to top this one. You know what? Walk away, retire. Yeah, for real. 26 years, like, man. Who else has done like, that? Like, you guys could tour the rest of your lives and just be singing the albums that you've mm-hmm. already released. You enough material, and you'd make play around with it. You'd make millions. You just continue make. You just man, unbelievable. I love corn. Me too. I've been kind of a a silent corn fan, but I think they're. We should talk about them more. But absolutely, it's okay. we talk about them today. We did. That is the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of Heavy Metal Over a Sick Pack Podcast. Marcus, Dave, and Anthony signing off. Check out the podcast at hmoa6pack.automatic.net. Email hmoa6pack at gmail.com. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.